Which stick do you want, or do you care? Um, you choose. I know you like the this. Maduro wrap, right? Yeah, I'll take this Maduro. Yeah. And you like those double shots? I have no preference. Mmm, sitting there in the sun, it's nice and warm already. Mm. Thank you, sir. A nice Puerto Rican roast, beans, mm. something. With our nice coffee burden from last episode. Finding out there's a difference between toasting the foot and uh, the whole skirt scorched earth thing. Yeah. <laughs> toasting is not scorched. Would you like a splash? Please. Well then. Ah, yes. Tasty. Ooh, a little much. <laughs> well then. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Well, that is tasty. Some different sticks today. The Rocky Patel Vintage 1990 Maduro wrap and a Victor Sinclair double shot Connecticut wrap. Back to the branch and barrel. Yep. Very nice. Beautiful day in the 50s-ish. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, that goes really nicely. <laughs> Very nice. 
Like pairing all kind of things. Mm -hmm. Is it pairing when you do three things? It's traring. Traring. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Yes. Coin that term. All rights reserved. Mm -hmm. UTFI 2022. <laughs> <Is it still laughs> that's how that's how it works, right? Is it? I think name so. and claim it. Is that <laughs> <laughs> exactly? This is nice. It is very nice today. Oh my gosh. Slight breeze, mm. warm sun. Sitting in the forest. Not, not the actual, don't freak out guys. <laughs> Moist forest. Mm -hmm. Still some snow here and there. Everything's nice and saturated. Mm. But just in case, we have a fire extinguisher. We do. And I, in worst case, I'll use your body to smother it, so. I'll willingly uh, <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> Jump on that grenade. Mm-hmm. been a crazy week yeah it's been busy mm. it's been good just been busy redoing the house getting a reading room library set up getting the kids playroom set up so they have every room has a purpose instead of a multi-purpose bedrooms to sleep playrooms to play nice reading room is going to be quiet and eventually Poorly lit. <laughs> it's been good though. It's it it funny, so I was rewatching <clears throat> the last two episodes or three, and it's really funny. It's like I really do need to watch these again, not because of we're repeating ourselves. But it's really interesting because two episodes ago, I was talking about murky water in mm -hmm. ponds and nobody wants to drink that. And without even realizing, then touching on it on the following episode <laughs> with a deeper, more clarified explanation. Yeah. And I'm like, well, these like flow really good together like we, <laughs> like we tried to do it. <laughs> it's almost like Holy Spirit knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Because we don't do any prep. I'm some sure some people are like, yeah, we oh. can tell. <laughs> Big surprise. Well, it explains a lot. That's why this show sucks. <laughs> no, don't don't subscribe then. Yeah, or maybe just subscribe, but you don't have to watch it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, appreciate that. Then you come up with another thumb and smash that thumbs up button or the thumbs down. Or yeah. Can, can't we get a middle thumb? Yeah, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> That's just because every week there's growth. Sometimes it's a lot. Sometimes, like this week for me, not a nothing monumental, mm -hmm. but a few really good like things to soak on. I think that's just the natural flow, like the show. It's that natural flow of what Holy Spirit wants to do. And 
and realizing it's not a like a constant has to be at the same level all the time just adds anxiety to it there's times when we we grow and then there's or we're getting new nuggets and then there's times when we have to really soak on those things yeah and process it and even drop it drop it for a week and just be yeah and then revisit and it keeps it fresh it keeps it new and things are processed right you know a couple years ago i was on that you know i want to read 52 books this year a book a week and just slam it now it's on pretty good pace for that i didn't i think i did like 30 or something 25 or 30 so maybe half but i would go back and revisit some books the next year like this year it's like, I don't remember any of that. Did I yeah, even read this? Yeah. So I slammed it, but yeah, I didn't process it. It's it's funny because I'm going back. I had a couple of days when I was doing uh, doing a job, and I was relatively by myself, if not the whole day or for a few hours of the day. So I throw my headphones in, you know, and I was going back to Culture of Honor by Danny Silk. Mm-hmm. and started re-listening re- re- to that. And the first time, I've read the book twice. And the first time, I slammed it, not in with the intent of getting through it, but because I was devouring it. I was yeah. like, this is amazing. Yeah. Which, you know, sent me on a <clears throat> year-long journey. <clears throat> then, I, read, I went back, and I think I read it again, getting a little bit more out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, and then this time, listening to it, where I'm... I mean, I'm focused on it, but I'm not because I'm working at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm hearing stuff. I'm like, man, did I even read this book? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I get to parts that really hit me hard that I remember vividly. And I probably because I've talked about those, you know, uh, examples or stories multitude of times. So that stuck. But I'm like, oh, my good golly, Griefton. Mm-hmm. And then the best part, too, is like, I think that's why I was like, hey, man, pick it up if you have time. Read chapter eight. Because right. he's literally talking about all the stuff we're talking about. <laughs> and, of course, we're getting this as a fresh revelation from the Father. And if you'd have told me that I read it in a book a year ago, I'd have been like, no, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's just bringing out what was put in that it wasn't locking into, you know, my, my brain. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because it's in there. Mm-hmm. It's in the subconscious. It's wherever you want to call it. It's in there. <laughs> in the spirit somewhere. And it gets brought out at different times when we need it. But, you know, with his, what what he was talking about in that chapter, I'm just like, this is, this is some good stuff. And then, That's uh, awesome. it was funny because yesterday, uh, I was working a job for an old boss of mine and ran into an acquaintance who I've met before. And I was kind of telling him, oh, you know, me and my buddy are doing a podcast and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, what's it about? So I kind of give like a general you know this is what it's called this is what we talk about we kind of let holy spirit lead us you know uh, eventually we're going to break down into like sections like topic topic videos and whatnot Uh, but our current filming is kind of a free flow and kind of touched on how um i forget how he said it but something about you know are you religious and i'm like yeah I don't really like the word religious. I have a very good relationship with the father and, um, you know, I don't like to be not pinned down, but right now really held back by 
like we've talked about doctrine. Yeah. Because right now I'm just starting fresh. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going back to the baby phase, but with yeah. a good relationship and letting him just lead me through it. And I wish I would have had those words when we were talking about it. Cause I could tell you, <laughs> cause he, he hit on a couple of, well, I like, you know, tradition and, uh, you know, he's been Catholic for, I think four or five years now. And he really enjoys the tradition and the history, which mm-hmm. I totally get. Um, and you know, he doesn't want a lot of young people have say the same things that we're saying, but they're doing it for selfish reasons. Yeah. You know, they're not getting with other, um, truth seekers, seekers of the relationship with dad mm-hmm. and sharpening one another, you know? Yeah. And he was taught mentioning, you know, people are like, Oh, I don't need church. And, you know, and I'm like, well, you, you don't, but what you do need is fellowship because mm-hmm. you can't iron char- iron can't sharpen iron if there's no other iron. Right. Right. And too many people, I think that are, that are feeling this awakening and this movement, not movement, but this awakening, mm-hmm. they're moving away from the church without understanding that you still need something. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you need to have a relationship with the father, a good one, mm-hmm. and you need fellowship with other people. Yeah. Because otherwise that's how you get hooked into weird stuff and you get down, you get that nugget of truth and then the enemy is like, yes, jumps in and perverts it. <laughs> and you, you find yourself at a commune in, you know, Canada <laughs> and you're like, oh my goodness, how did I get here? <laughs> and, yeah. And how did I, how did he get control of my estate? Ex- no. <laughs> yeah. Exercise a little discernment. Yeah. A lot of discernment. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not <clears throat> hard. My gosh, it's not hard. Pretty easy. See the flags. And I think in that same chapter, Danny talks about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, how Paul's like, you know, we stop being afraid. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I realized it, but so much of that really got solidified in me of if I, if I feel like I'm being motivated by fear, mm-hmm. I need to really reassess what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Because if it's, oh, out of, totally. if it's out of fear, it's wrong, period. Exactly. That's religion. You're just getting into traditions of man and something that some person created. Well, and I, and I mean in all aspects of life. Yeah. So if, if yeah. uh, I'm taking a job out of fear of not ha- being right. financially stable, that's probably not the job I'm, I'm supposed to have. Yeah. yeah. And especially in this time where I feel like I'm literally walking in the wilderness of just kind of scraping by. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I, I can't even explain to you the perfect piece I have about it. <laughs> yep. It's it's absolutely unnatural, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting stretched a little, and it's unnatural. But if you want things to be different, it's got to be a little unnatural. And but it's getting back to what, how we're naturally built. Mm-hmm. It just feels weird because it's different from maybe what we've been doing for the last 20 years. And, th- and there's a balance to so much of that with, uh, you know, being in fellowship. It, it doesn't mean you have to be in a church that has a 501c3 in a church building or a whatever else doesn't mean it has to be a certain amount of people. This is church, like we've said before. It's just mm-hmm. having one or two close friends that are that will sharpen you, that'll catch you, that has that have enough discernment and really a, a love relationship 
to where that person can say, hey, you're getting sucked into a cult. Yeah. <laughs> Just to have that other check. And a lot of times, you know, I'm thinking through things, you know, during the week. And then we'll talk or my wife and I'll talk and say, okay, now that that's out of my head and in the airwaves, that I kind of check it. Mm -hmm. It's like, that sounds a little different than it did in my head. Yeah. You know, just coming out. It's like, mm, okay, yeah, there was a little truth there, but I was thinking about that wrong. Mm -hmm. I notice it. But if I don't catch it, my wife will catch it. You'll catch it. You know, a couple other close friends. But, you know, between having that kind of fellowship, I mean, just we can't put it in a box of it's got to be a, a established church building. Yeah. Like we've talked about before. Well, I've... Not that that is bad. No. Either. It, I'm not judging it either way. No, exactly. And, and I think that as everyone walks their path, everyone's going to be obviously in a different place. Yeah. You know, like we've talked about the way my family, my parents did it. We were in one church and then we kind of mm-hmm. graduated into a new church, a new church. As they grew in their relationship, they needed something to fulfill it. And so instead of feeling like they were tied in in one spot, they, they actively sought out places that were going to fulfill the, the needs that were coming out of them mm-hmm. with their growth and their walk with the Father. Yeah. And they did that. And I think that's an awesome example It is uh, of what a lot of people don't do because mm-hmm. you get so comfortable in a church. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes, I mean, great churches grow in the, not necessarily in size, but in, in wisdom mm-hmm. and in teaching. So there are, there are some people that get not stuck in a church. They're just in a really good church sure. and they're called to be a part of it. And that church is growing with its relationship with the yeah. father. And so there's no need to leave. Yep. Um, and, and I think more and more of those types of churches are kind of springing up. Mm-hmm. Or I, at, at least staying while so many others are falling. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's fine. Um, yeah. Kind of lost. Uh-oh. Lost my... Uh, you pushed me off. Bumped the, into the yeah. train and <laughs> derailed it. <laughs> it's not hard to do. <laughs> Dang. <clears throat> but, um... Mm-hmm. Churches, people, churches growing naturally. Those are springing up. Mm. Yeah. It'll come back. Yeah. But too, with the with the being in the fellowship of mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. You know, we we feel safe with boundaries. Okay, the church looks like this. Any of those boundaries, I think, that we can push out or just flat destroy with C4 is is a good thing to pop those boundaries out and just go back to that. What's making the steadfast your foundation of God is love and anything that doesn't look like love Hmm. is probably not of him. But being in that in some sort of fellowship as it morphs in each area of your life. And then balancing that with Paul spent, what, three, three and a half years after his conversion experience. Um, just seems like alone with God. We don't know a whole lot about it. Yeah. Um, Jesus went to the wilderness for 40 days, at least once that we know of. He got up early before the sunrise a lot of times. He, there's a lot of alone time mm-hmm. and there's a lot of fellowship time. I think keeping those things 
not in a scheduled balance, but a balance of Holy Spirit, what do I need right yeah. now? It's just so much reliance on him of I need alone time for a little while. Yeah. Day to a weekend, a year, three years. There's no magic number to it. What do I need right now, Spirit? You know, to be alone and what do I need for fellowship? And I did get it back. I said all that to say <laughs> in all the time I've been in the church, like an active part and member, and all the relationships I've had, friendships, you know, male-to-male relationship friendships, I've never had the, and no matter how close that Christian brother and I were, how long I went to a church, any of that, I've never had the intimacy and depth of a friendship that we've had. Hmm. And that's been Hmm. in the last year. Yeah. But it's because we're, not just because we're seeking the same thing, and it's not even that. It's because you are focused on loving people, so I know that I can actually be honest with you about anything I'm dealing with, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to get judged or shunned or, yeah, you know, blocked on Instagram. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Silence. <laughs> but, but seriously, and, and it's funny because... I mean, funny, not necessarily funny, haha, but kind of funny, haha. <laughs> because for me, it's like in those instances, I wasn't even actively seeking a friendship anymore. Mm-hmm. It just, I just got, you know, people have just, and I'm like, oh, that's okay. You right. know, we weren't that close anyway, so it's really not an actual loss. It's only a loss if I want to turn it into one. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> but with, with, the way that the church as a generalized whole is set up right now is for shunning, shaming. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you find a good one, they'll, they won't shun you. They won't purposefully shame you. But you're, you become a pariah to the point where it's like the church leadership, they might not uh, judge and condemn you. They might actually embrace you and love you. Mm-hmm. But if anybody knows anything, then it's like, well, now I got to deal with the looks of everyone, their opinions. And if it's a good leadership staff, they're not going to be swayed by the opinions of the few that Mm -hmm. don't actually know what looking like Christ is. Yeah. I got a text. uh, I was sitting in front of a job the other day and a couple of guys from my old job drove by and I saw a car out of the corner of my eye. And I didn't look over because I was doing something. And I looked right as they turned and passed. And one of them's big old smile and wave and I haven't talked to him since I didn't work there anymore (laughs) and that warmed my heart because again we didn't even have a close like anything Mm -hmm. and so I waited until that evening texted him I'm like you know hey man really appreciate uh it was great seeing your smiling face this morning you know Mm -hmm. hope you're doing well and he said some really kind words and you know and I told him I'm like it's just it's good to know that there's other good men out there and i'm not saying this because you're a good man because you mm-hmm. still are willing to talk to me mm-hmm. but kind of <laughs> because yeah you're willing to be and that's what i told him i'm like you know you and the guy he was riding with i'm like you guys are solid mm-hmm. men you are showing christ in the flesh yeah yeah and i truly appreciate it because it warms my heart to know that there's other good men still there and yeah still yeah. around right 
<clears throat> and, uh, and you know, I told him, I'm like, whatever you do, man, any needs you have, you tell me, cause I'm, I'm always looking to sow into good ground, <laughs> you know, and I'm yep. actively looking for that, um, that ground mm -hmm. because a lot of the things I was sowing into, um, I don't really have peace about anymore because of the way things were handled mm -hmm. and I don't have any, um, um, soreness or bitterness towards them. But you know, my wife, my wife's like, I just don't feel right given to them. And yeah. I'm like, that's yeah. fine. You know, yeah. we, we have our giving account that just keeps filling up and we just keep looking for places and, mm -hmm. uh, opportunities to bless wherever we can. And sow in wherever we can, uh, which is, I mean, the more I don't have anything to sow into, the more exciting it gets. Cause then the account has <laughs> more and more money. And I'm like, oh man, we can really bless them. If it, this comes to one person, it would really bless somebody. This is going to make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't a hundred dollar, $20 or, you know, right. whatever, you know, here's a couple thousand dollars right. to one thing, one person. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I don't say that to brag it, but how can you not be excited about stuff oh, like yeah. that? Heck yeah. You know, and that's one thing I miss about my old job is I, what I just waited. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, dad, where, where, <laughs> where who do you they? have for me? You know, <laughs> on the hunt people that weren't asking for money, but I knew we're in a tight spot. It's like, cool. Boom. A couple hundred bucks, a few mm -hmm. hundred bucks. Um, one guy, you know, I got $400 out and I had no idea what he had done. And, and the next morning I gave it to him and I had nothing to say, but in the moment I handed it to him, he's like, what's this for? And then I got the word in mm. the moment. I got the word like right then and I was like, this is for your faithfulness. Slightly biblical. Yeah. And I'm like, this is for <laughs> your faithfulness. And he's like, dude. And he told me a story about how he was just, I, I think he was like at a shopping, uh, shopping center and saw somebody and felt the need to give to them. So he did. And it was nothing, not nothing, but not, you know, I think it was just what cash he had in his pocket. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the next day, Lord, you know, he had before he even committed that act, <laughs> the Lord had already told me yeah. to give it, to pull money out yeah. for him. And so it's like, Heck, I missed yeah. those opportunities because right. there was so much, I mean, half the time I'm working in an empty house, you know, mm -hmm. uh, right. A little hard to find people. <laughs> So I'm still looking, still actively seeking, but it's, it's different and it's not as much like even just with like, I'd get coffee and I'd try and tip really well and yeah. just, yeah. and that wasn't even out of my giving. That was just doing it. Mm -hmm. And then again, not to pat myself on the back. It's just like, this is not my money. Right. Um, yeah. My wife and I, cause we were getting more stuff for the podcast and had a little, it was actually a pretty decent tiff about it. And it actually had nothing to do with it. It had everything to do with miscommunication and, or not miss, but poor communication, lack of communication. And then, um, something, some things completely unrelated. We got through that and it was awesome. Uh, but it was funny cause when we were a few episodes ago, and, and, you know, as often as it happens, and, which is often <laughs> that spoken revelation of it's his money. This is his project. Why should mm -hmm. I be stingy with his money for his project? And of course I say it while we're filming yeah. and I get that revelation of like, wow, that sounds stupid. <laughs> now that I said it out loud, of course it's, of course it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, and I didn't set a timer at all. This is, we're just going to get cut it's off randomly. Beeped. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't look at my watch before we started. So I have no reference. <clears throat> I think it was just before 1 o'clock, but... Was it like 25 minutes or something? 26? Mm -hmm. 
But if we have a hard break, that's why mm -hmm. we're still amateurs. But yeah. it, it's just been, like I said, very different. I haven't worked this little in my entire working mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. Like my first job as a lifeguard at a water park, I worked more than this. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. That was awesome. And it was funny when, when everything went down and I was technically unemployed, you know, my wife and I decided, oh, we'll take a few weeks just to hang out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, it was funny because we spent more money in the last few months than we ever do. Mm. But it was on things for us, things that we like to do together. Yeah. Um, it was for the family. It's investing in the family. Yeah. It was relationships. Invest investing yeah. in this podcast. And... Again, so counterintuitive to what what life should be, or what we've we've been trained in, what how life's supposed to be, and it's all a can be, and I think it is legit for most people. You're spending forty hours of your most productive time, and I don't really like the productive thing, but the most of your uh, awake good time you're giving to something or sitting in a cubicle, or doing whatever it is you're doing, it's, you just don't have much left. You don't have much left for family, just straight up time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be all productive time. Freaking watch a movie or whatever. Yeah. It's just having that time and the energy to put into something else. Yeah. Your creative outlet, make that your life, not your once every two weeks for an hour. Yeah. That needs to be our life, but we've been so distracted. And there it was. There was that hard stop. Yep. Don't worry, guys. We'll get it figured out someday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the journey with us. So welcome back. Yeah. To the break. We all knew what happened, but didn't know when. <laughs> Well, they probably did because they've got a timer on them. <laughs> Why didn't anybody call we us? We just didn't. Yeah, come on. Jeez. <laughs> Golly. Yeah, we need to do some live ones, too. Uh, Not like it'd be any different than this. No. <laughs> be more haphazard. Can you all hear me? Can you see me? <laughs> like all the Zoom during the COVID stuff, like all the uh, comedic videos people did because of all the real situations right. they ended up in with. Can, can you hear me? Can you see I can't see you. I can yes. wait. What? <laughs> wait, I can see you and I don't need to. <laughs> Whoops. I didn't mean to have my video on. <laughs> well, that's good times. Yeah. No kidding. How about we just do a uh, meditation here for the next 30 minutes of. <laughs> just go clip our mics to random spots in different trees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Hawk went over earlier and screeched. That was nice. It's funny. So we've been out here for coming up on three years. And the first two, we never saw any birds of prey. Hmm. I mean, I think there was probably an owl somewhere out here, but no birds of prey because we had a lot of crows. Uh, a lot yeah. of crows. And crows chase off hawks, buzzards, mm -hmm. and they're very ter territorial and they they congregate in what's called a murder or a huge flock of them. Mm. And so they basically protected our property from birds of prey, which is awesome because we have chickens. Yeah. So I'm like, sweet. No, I don't have to worry about, you know, 
coming out to a chicken massacre right or, you know a bird getting stolen by a bird by a you know hawk or anything and then this year i haven't seen any crows and mm. at least around our property and then two three days in a row and then my wife saw it again gorgeous red-tailed hawk just mm. circling nice. and now that's getting nicer we're starting to free range the birds and it's just like oh come on man <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, we got a couple of really good roosters. Our main rooster, Steve. He's, Steve. Yes. Steve the rooster. He is awesome. <laughs> he is a great protector rooster. That's funny because he lost his tail feathers uh, in winter, and then now he hasn't even got them back, so he just looks like this really big, fat hen. <laughs> it's like, Steve, you got to get those feathers back, buddy. Sure, he's got a little complex about that. Yep, mostly because I'm constantly telling him about it. <laughs> <clears throat> But it's How just nice of you to remind him. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just been interesting that how and just the little changes. And then it makes mm -hmm. me wonder. It's like, oh, I wonder why the crows left. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if they're going to be, maybe they just went to a different property and then they're going to be back or yeah. I have no idea how crows work. Don't know the mind of a crow. No. It's probably a good thing. Probably. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, the hawks are... I love hawks. Yeah. So it's kind of nice having them. But then again... Yeah. Got the whole chicken thing. The whole, you know... Don't want you to eat my livestock. Yeah. That's not cool. I want to get a Malaysian eagle owl. That sounds awesome. Yeah. They're huge. They're like six foot wingspan, eight to oh, twelve pound yeah. bird. And learn how to do like falconry. Mm -hmm. And then if I see a hawk, I'll just send my owl after it. That'd be something to film. I don't know if that's legal or not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> falconry would be fun. Yeah, that's definitely on my to do list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that would be great meditation time. Mm -hmm. You're just out with you and your bird hunting rabbits. Imagine having this freaking 24-inch sitting bird. Like they'll eat, they'll attack like foxes, uh, uh, do, or um, fawns, deer, mm -hmm. baby deer. Because I think from where they're at, the deer that they eat or can potentially eat are small. So like out here, you know, it'd be mm. like a baby deer. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be so cool i was looking in like building enclosures and how much that would take I'm like ali the bird itself is like three to five grand the enclosure with wood prices mm. would be like 15 yeah if i wanted to give it a true flying enclosure i don't quite have that hobby income yet <laughs> yeah in the meantime it's nice to see them all out here mm -hmm. always prefer that anyway of seeing them out here and doing their thing hard to see them for very long yeah it's like they're here mess around and then they leave <clears throat> it's nice to see the snow melting away mm-hmm The people that own this property before us, I don't think, mitigated for 20 years. Wow. So we have 
been doing it in sections as best we can with the time we have. Mm. But really need to get after it. The hardest part is just having not, I mean, I can come through here and limb it all up. But then it's like, well, then I gotta, I really need to get a, a tripper shredder that I can tell behind like a four wheeler. Yeah. Yeah. Because then I can just pile it up in areas, take the four wheeler around, and just get after it. Yeah. That's definitely high on the purchase list. Or I guess I could rent one. Probably just rent one for a week. With a chipper? Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got people that own four wheelers and side by sides and I just happen to have one for sale we can talk off camera oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> well then <laughs> coming up on another brick now <laughs> <clears throat> but again that's all that life that life stuff you don't have time for when you're working 40 yeah. hours a week yep having enough quiet to get things processed and have some growth. Work really stunts your growth. Yeah. In general. There's some people out there working that have found their sweet spot. They're orbiting correctly. Mm hmm I don't know if I mentioned that last time or not. That was, you know, reading uh, Dr. Rocco Erico, uh, Aramaic expert, um, going through the Lord's Prayer, this whole book, setting a trap for God, talking about the Aramaic for prayer is to actually set a trap for hmm. God. So, like the the Aramaic connotation or meaning of it of prayer is to really that silence part. We think of prayer as what am I saying mm -hmm. a lot of times, Western Church, but um, it's that. But in your in your mind, setting a trap for God, hmm. for the thoughts of God, or for the things that come up from the Spirit, is setting a trap for those. Ooh. <laughs> I can't do that in a 15-minute quiet time mm -hmm. where I'm just reading Scripture or whatever, good thing. But, but having enough of that quiet time with the Spirit, praying in the Spirit, whatever your meditation practice is, yeah. which mind changes... And I like that because it keeps it fresh, but it's setting a trap for those things. Mm, this came up, bam, journal it, whatever, and trap that mm -hmm. and process that for a time. But he's likening the, as it is in heaven, be it on earth, mm -hmm. part of the Lord's Prayer, as being the order of the universe and again this is like read through the Aramaic this is kind of the meaning of the as the universe is ordered and some of this is my interpretation of chewing on it in a few weeks everything's got its sweet spot and everything is spinning around the way it should because all these planetary bodies they have like gravitation as far as I know mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't claim to be a scientist or um, you know, with the gravitational pulls and the way things spin, their distance from their sun and the moon, and, you know, we see with our moon how it affects the tides and everything else. It's like 
everything needs to be in a certain orbit hmm. in that sweet spot as a heavenly body to go and do your thing because mm -hmm. you're affecting all the other bodies and all that. But the way it should go is all in order. And he's saying, as it is in heaven, be it on earth. Mm. And I kind of liken that to us as heavenly bodies spinning around. If we're in our sweet spot, we are having that right effect on every other heavenly body, if mm. you will on every other person that's a really good smelling cigar by the way yeah getting that every now and then it's got a good aroma so does this one but when we're not in that sweet spot chaos yeah and you get some other heavenly body that's bumping into you and it causes damage yeah and now we got to deal with that damage and sure it's part of the human condition we're not we haven't all arrived so we bump into each other occasionally and we cause damage unintentional intentional whatever but that's the goal is to be in that man every person find out what your sweet spot is and operating in that now you're having a positive effect on everyone around you on every other heavenly body around you mm. say man I, i've never thought of that part of the lord's prayer like that yeah it's kind of a mind blower well, that's, that's, you know, putting on the immortality, mm. stepping into bringing heaven here on earth. Mm -hmm. To do so, you have to have the order or the orbit. If you're orbiting proper, properly and every, not everyone, but the people around you are doing the same thing, mm -hmm. you're bringing everything into order and when you bring it into order, you're inviting heaven to come to here on earth. Yeah. And the more people doing it, yeah, the more that the more conduits that are flowing that are available for the heavenly power to flow through, mm -hmm. the thicker the aroma, the thicker the the field is going to be around it. Mhm. <clears throat> you know, uh wow. That's what again, Danny Silk and culture of honor he talks about that about the fivefold ministry about proper order of things and how paul listed it out you know first apostles prophets um teachers evangelists workers of miracles something i know the first three are custodial right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all <laughs> but it, he does such a really good job of talking explaining why there's so, such dysfunction in so many churches because you know head pastor is the leader of the church he's like it's not even in the list yeah, yeah. pastor's not in the list let alone mm -hmm. head pastor and we're putting people who have a pastoral or a teacher anointing in charge and but when you look at what each mm -hmm. anointing is you under begin to understand why there's disorder within the church <clears throat> yeah and it's because and I'm going to butcher this beautiful explanation that he gives in, in that book. But, you know, if, if you're called to be a teacher, a uh, teacher, preacher, pastor, mm -hmm. your focus is on the word. And inevitably, if your focus is on their word and just the word, and you don't have the guidance of an apostle or a prophet, then all you're going to do is bring, bring the law to life, which is where we see 
religion and doctrine yeah. and condemnation and everything the law brings in right in so many churches because they're not under the proper um structure mm-hmm. and it's not to say that anyone's better than the other again you have the body of christ no limb um, organ anything's more important than the other without any of them you can't function properly yeah but you have to function in orbit in order to you have to function uh in the proper order to function properly mm-hmm. and he kind of breaks it down and really explains it really well because uh, he breaks each um, anointing down explains what it is and why it's in this order and, and how it works and then he explains once you get it right once you're operating within the proper order that's how places like bethel and others now are inviting heaven down and bringing it i hate saying it down because it comes out of us mm-hmm. <clears throat> but bringing heaven out and and having these thick rich environments where in which it is it's tangibly different yeah and where why so many different places operating in this proper order are then seeing miracle after miracle after mm-hmm. miracle and i love the way he puts it because you know and i think we've talked about this but uh, i think that um, apologetics is awesome for christians because it teaches you the richness of the history and and the trueness and awesomeness of how faithful god is to prove himself to us who are continually unbelievers even followers mm-hmm. you know thomas here yeah check it out bro i heard you yeah. were i heard you had some questions <laughs> you know some reserves <laughs> <clears throat> and um, it's just it. Dang man, they're just jumping out of my head as quick as they're coming in. <laughs> um, yeah, with the apologetics. Thank you. That it's good to know where we come from, mm-hmm. and that helps us. But you don't need scientific, archaeological and factual evidence to prove that your God, our God, our Father exists. When you just walk up, what's going on? Do you want to be healed? Be healed. Pick up your bed and walk. Oh, well, guess what? I don't need to tell you (laughs) why I believe what I believe. Yeah. I can show you why. Yeah. And... Love is better. Love is better. Love is best. And it's just, again, so funny things that... I know I've read things that I have been exposed to are things that have where there were seeds planted and it took a year for them to come to, to, um, a harvest in my own heart and mind to where now it's my revelation. Yeah. You know, there's, uh, teachers that we know out there like, Oh, you know, I may have heard something and I might preach it too. Mm -hmm. Um, but once it's mine, it's mine. Yeah. Once I get the revelation on it, I'm going to preach it because now it's my revelation, whether I heard it from somebody else last week or not. Right. And that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And now I really do get it because I obviously got seeds planted by Danny through the book culture of honor. And they took a year to actually manifest in my heart to where now they're mine. Mm -hmm. Like these are my things. Yep. And you know, obviously credit where credit's due. Cause sure. I, I mean, I could have got it some other way. There's plenty of other people probably preaching it, but that's where I got it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even realize it until it manifested. And then I go back and re-listen to something. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I'm seeing these seeds that were planted and I'm like, well, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now I know. No doubt. <clears throat> and it's more confirmation. It's not just, you know, two 
wackadoos on the forest talking on camera. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, we're not the only ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's uh, you're talking about that with the church and having that concept of the solar system or universe, whatever, and uh, uh, galaxies, I guess, because galaxies, everything's spinning around that one sun, mm-hmm. maybe, if I understand it right. Yes. That just with the church, that when you're talking about that, it's just, man, for one, how much flipping damage can we cause mm-hmm. by not being you know operating within that you know being that knowing your part in the body greater body you know, organized church or not organized church but mm. understanding who you are and operating in that and then it's like you know when when i get close to you and my gravitational pull I don't have to convince you anything with apologetics. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's great to have it. It's a powerful thing. And I love that, like th- with the science and all, especially. But if I get close enough, you're just drawn mm-hmm. with my gravitational pull. Or when you're operating in your sweet spot and you come by, I'm drawn because of your gravitational pull. Mm-hmm. And, and they change position going with that so like the earth is on its axis right and because we're on just the perfect tilt and just the perfect distance away from the sun as we rotate and go we have life Mm -hmm. but if we get off our axis just a couple of degrees yeah all light i mean according to science i don't know heard this somewhere once according to our understanding of science if we came, if the Earth came off its axis just a little bit, or if it rotated around its axis just a little bit, all life on Earth as we know it would cease to exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if it's not operating, if it's not rotating at the proper distance, at the proper axis, in the proper wobble, all life is going to go. Yeah. And how much more? I like how much more important does that, should that make what you're doing in your life, what I'm doing in my life, to me? That should be very important that I stay on the right axis, operating in the right orbit, mm-hmm. so that I can actually be working in the fullness of the Father. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, all all life as I know it on me, in me, is going to die. Yeah. And, and that's so beautiful with the self-care, taking care of yourself. I think that's one of many, but one of the most misunderstood misinterpreted mistaught Hmm. scriptures of denying yourself and picking up your cross and all that it doesn't mean we don't take care of ourselves no it means crucify the flesh (laughs) yeah get the walk in spirit and truth get yeah get the flesh out of the way so that you can walk in the spirit who you truly are you are spirit i am spirit and be who you really are I mean, one planetary body does not, he's not sitting up there trying to dictate what everybody is doing. And constantly, oh my gosh, should I keep this PG? Constantly correcting. I mean, some of these innocuous <laughs> posts that I'll pop up and then I'll get people arguing with me. It's like, why? 
as a planetary body, why are you correcting my orbit? Mm. I'm the only one responsible for my orbit. Yeah. And I need to concentrate with being in my orbit, keeping my tilt right, keeping my, my, my rotation correct. So things around me don't either freeze to death or burn up. Yeah. I need to make sure I'm constantly focused on the sun, hmm. focused on the source, focused on the father and other planetary bodies that I might come in contact with or close to. That's just, we all affect each other, but I've got to stay focused on, on the source. Mm -hmm. And not be trying to correct everybody else's orbit. Yep. Your orbit, your orbit. You're responsible for that. I'm not. I remember I saw a post, <clears throat> excuse me, and it said something along the lines of God puts giants, God puts uh, Goliaths in your way so that you can, he can teach you how to be a David or something along those lines. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. God didn't put Goliath in the path of David. Right. Goliath was in the path of David. Mm -hmm. You know, he, yep. he didn't put him there. It's not like he was like, where's that big old dude? Oh, whoop. okay. I just, okay. All right, little, all right, little pretty boy. Let's see what you can do. You get the biggest, nastiest warrior. Where's that little kid again? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Put him next to you. See what happens. You know, you watch this. and it, it's, it's not, that's not how these things work. No. Life happens. You know, God, yeah. God created everything. He set everything in motion. And since then, he has just been trying to contact us and love and bless us. Mm -hmm. From Abraham, which is the greatest covenant of, I'm just going to do all these things for you, to Christ, which became the greatest covenant of, I've already done all these things for mm -hmm. you. And then we get in this mindset of, God, why did you do this? Why did you allow this yeah. to happen? And he's like, I gave you everything. I gave you all things. Why didn't you do yeah. it? You know, if the tornado's coming down your alley, why don't you take your authority and tell it to, to be still? Mm -hmm. You know, that's easy to say. And I've done, I've sat and done plenty of things wrong and I continue to do so. And that's okay. But let's stop blaming God who's yeah. given us the authority and power here on earth. I mean, to me, it's like, that's mm -hmm. a slap in the face of Jesus. Right. He, he died on the cross. He went through everything he went through so that you would have the ability to change the world. And you're sitting around complaining that God's not doing it for you. <laughs> yeah. It's like blaming the general. Commander sends you out on a mission, gives you all the tools, gives you air support, Bradley's. Abrams, everything else. You say air sport, and I'm like, angels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that hits home. But in coming back and say, why did you allow the enemy to attack us here? <laughs> I sent you out on a, on a mission here to accomplish something. And gave you all the resources on the battlefield. Gave you everything. Why, why are you blaming me for allowing it? No, I knew the enemy was out there, and I sent you to go take care of it. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I sent you on a, a rescue mission. Of course, the enemy is going to push back as you try and go and yeah. save your brother. Did you not expect this? Mm-hmm. Fired. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, we have a, a commander that is more gracious. <laughs> they but, won't just fire us. Yeah, he's just he's just the the greatest teacher and the greatest you know love. That's just going to be like, oh, buddy. Yeah. Okay, let's try this again. Yeah. I'm with you. Remember when I said that, that one time? Oh, yeah. (laughs) You did teach me how to do this. Yeah. Let's try this again. I'll tell you right now, your listeners out there, you're not going to accomplish the greater things if you're sitting there waiting on the Lord. The Lord. You know, you you got to for somebody to di- to direct your path, you have to be moving. If you're just standing there yeah. at the beginning of your mountain path, Lord, I'm here. I'm willing. <laughs> then go, go. <laughs> just start moving. Paul started moving. Man, he was going into Asia and he was going to die. Mm-hmm. The Lord said, No, no, no. He sent the Holy Spirit. No, no, no. Don't go there. You're gonna die. Oh. Okay. Very good. Although, want me to go over here? Okay, I'll go over here. Yeah. He was moving. You yep. couldn't stop that dude from going somewhere. Yeah. He, the Holy Spirit had to straight, literally stop him and tell him, go. Mm-hmm. Don't go there. Go here. Yeah. But he was on the way. So yep. just start moving. Philip, same way. Yeah. He told him to go some places he couldn't get there quick enough. It's like, <laughs> all right. I got a solution for that, too. I'll pop you over there. That's understanding the expansive correctly and clearly. Hmm. Wasn't afraid to transport. All right. Perfect to bring us into our second break. But this one, we know about it. (laughs) Not a surprise break. Nope. Intentional. And we're back, live from the forest. Nothing has happened since the break. Uh, At least not much. Some clouds, some wind. Mm. Still perfect. It is. Hmm. Interesting, uh, hit the clutch different gear um in fact i think i brought this one this was small enough to bring have you ever read this no show that to the folks at home was that uh Cap. annette caps i think daughter quantum of faith. charles caps um if i understand it right quantum faith buddy of mutual buddy of ours gave me that this last week Obviously a short read, even for a slow reader like myself. (laughs) Um, Man, some of this quantum stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Here's a little nugget out of that tiny little booklet you now hold. So, and I guess like most of the things on here, I haven't thoroughly researched this. Here's an idea. Take it for what it is. So... 
like the typical quantum diagram we have of a of an atom, mm -hmm. neutrons, protons, electrons spinning around, uh, electrons in particular. Apparently, scientists have seen this that, and I don't understand all the implications, obviously. But they notice that, you know, like that diagram, it's got everything spinning around the nucleus or whatever, yeah. center of this, kind of like the galaxy, everything spinning around. Well, what they've uh, observed is that the electrons are in a cloud, and I have heard that before in science. I do have a minor in science, so not totally <laughs> <laughs> benign to this. Um, so the it, it it's in a cloud until it's observed, then it's a particle spinning. So the obvious question is, how does it know it's being observed? Well, I don't know. I'm not going to solve that right here. But when it's observed, it becomes a particle. When it's not observed, it's a cloud. But this quantum material... Let me see if I can... <laughs> this is one of those things that's been in my head after reading this. Let's see if I can make it a, a little bit of sense to what she's saying. Um, that in the quantum, we have all these particles. And, and kind of keep what I just said in the back of your head. We have this basic material. Because everything around us, in us, through us is made up of this quantum material, mm -hmm. these atoms. It, it may go smaller, I don't know, maybe somebody out there knows, but in the smallest material, it's what makes up every cell of our body, this cup, this drink, this cigar, whatever. It's all got these, um, this quantum material in them. Our words, of course, travel on frequency. And it these materials are maneuvered by frequency. So we observe it, the cloud becomes a particle mm -hmm. and is spinning. Um, frequency with our words, it affects these this quantum material. So bottom line from what I understand now is all of these atoms, they're constantly around us. It's like raw material. Mm. And we send out frequency to affect this raw material and to form it into something. Mm. Out of nothing comes something. This mortal putting on immortality. Um, God speaking things into existence. We're made in the likeness and image of Him. He said that these things that He's doing... Uh, that we need to go and do. You know, like e even bringing it down to a practical sense of, <laughs> and that's kind of funny, something practical like walking on water. Mm -hmm. Very, I mean, it, <laughs> yes. That quantum material or those atoms or whatever that's in the water. I mean, did it, Jesus make himself lighter? Was Peter lighter than the water? Or was the water just denser right there? Yeah. I don't know. But what was spoken come to me from the boat what was spoken 
affected the quantum material to change that quantum material. Mm -hmm. You know, and like we've talked about moving things, you know, with our mind, with our spirit, however it's done, um, because I haven't done it yet. But that, that moving things, how, if I can move this rock, if I understand the expansive correctly and clearly, if I can move this rock, if I can affect this quantum material with my frequencies of looking at it, speaking to it, however that works, then how does all that affect how I can speak to my body, speak to your body, somebody else that needs healing. He says, go and do these things. Cleanse the leper, free the oppressed, raise the dead. How much better can we do those things if we know that the frequencies coming out of our mouth, the frequencies that we affect in other ways, Hmm. affect this raw quantum material um, to heal whatever in you, in me, in anyone around us. I mean, that's that's getting down to the yeah. nuts and bolts of, okay, now we're getting a lot of things on our tool bench here. Let's start putting this together Yeah, where we can actually do what Jesus said to go and do. Yeah. Because that was his command to the to the disciples, to us. Hey, go and do these things. This should be normal. We'll go and make disciples of every nation. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll be a lot easier if, you, if signs and wonders are following. Which? Because then you're not sitting there for two years trying to explain to someone yes. why they should believe in something that you believe in. Yeah. Show them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this goes hand in hand. Uh, I'm not necessarily even talking about, we're all going to get to the point, those who want to, to where the signs and wonders follow. Mm-hmm. But if you're not even working on loving people, which is the base of all things, mm-hmm. which is how he said it, people will know that we're his disciples, that yeah. we are not just Christ-like, but Christ is in us and we are him here on earth. We are the anointed ones. Mm-hmm. If we're not even beginning to try and operate in love, well, I'm yeah. going to tell you right now, if you're not focused on that, you, you're probably not going to get to any of the other things. Right. And if you are, you're not yep. going to see it in any kind of consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. We see these one-offs occasionally of uh, what we would call miracles or whatever. They don't. I don't want them to be one-offs. I want to know... This is going to happen when I speak to it. Yeah. Well, it's up to God. Well, yeah, it was. And he said, go and do it. Yeah. So it's done. It's not that we pray and, and hope and then, well, you know, if God wants it, then he'll do it. Well, no, he does want it. And he did it in us. Yep. We just got to figure out how to work it out and, and stay with it and stop coming up with the excuses, the freaking excuses. My pauses are filters, understand? <laughs> because I've done it. That's why I get upset about it. I don't want any more excuses. Yeah. It's like, nope, this isn't working for me. Straight up. Not being 
you know, goofy about, well, I don't want to have a bad confession or what. No, that's being honest. It's not working, but I'm working it out. Yeah. I'm going to figure it out until it does work, until I'm operating, like we've said, at 100% every time I'm working at it. Yep. I know it's going to happen because of... Yeah, if I'm, if I'm operating at, at 100% and then I run into somebody who doesn't get healed, then I'll be like, it's probably your problem. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because yeah. I operated a hundred. The last so. hundred guys had no issue <laughs> with getting healed. Right. You do. I'm gonna go ahead and say that's your problem. So this might be your problem. <laughs> so now let's let's not just walk away. Let's, exactly. Let's come in. Yep. What's what's going on? Yeah. That's you when know. you make a disciple. Good opportunity to make a disciple mm-hmm. is. Uh, and, and what is making a disciple? Making someone that is seeking. That's coming around them as a planetary body, in a sense. Mm-hmm. And, and they, you have such an effect on them. You have a gravitational pull well now, where now they're going into your gravitational pull and they're just following through mm-hmm. and learning what you have. Hey, this guy, he's operating at 100% on this with healing and setting the oppressed free and cleansing the leper and raising the dead and all these awesome things. And he, hmm, he really hears from the Spirit. He really knows Father. They talk every day. Mm-hmm. That's making a seeker, which is really what a disciple is. Yep. Somebody that's learning from the Father. And they get in your gravitational pull. And then as they're following, they're saying, you're saying to them, hey, you see what I'm going around? Yeah. I'm going around the source over here. This is the sun over here. That's what I'm going around. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Now they're on their orbit, getting in their sweet spot. I like that. And that's that's when, uh, that's how you have a vast, continually expanding universe. Hmm. When new galaxies are getting created because a new disciple has been yep. lit by the sun mm-hmm. and now he's in his orbit and boom yeah you have a new galaxy within the universe and it's continually expanding mm-hmm. yeah continually expanding just like ours is as it is in heaven be so on earth mm. I mean, it's doing look at Jesus life it's doing what Jesus did not judging, not condemning, not avoiding people that are in sin, not avoiding people that have been hurt, that are maybe even hurting others. There's a story there. We don't come out of the wound. Wound? <laughs> we don't come out of the womb hurt and wounded. Those things just happen in life. Mm-hmm. There's a reason. Guys, burning a little awkwardly. Yeah. I think I get caught on something and my fire goes out.
There we go. Got a little more cloud cover now. A little bit. It was supposed to get warmer as the day went on. Sun goes away up here at <laughs> whenever it wants to. 8,500 8, feet. It gets a little chilly. <laughs> that is our source of heat for sure. Let's see, what are we at? 9542. Allegedly. Oh, 9,500 feet? Mm -hmm. I was like, what time is that? <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at time, you're looking at altitude. I'm like, what kind of funky military time are you going by? <clears throat> That's uh, the European. European. Yeah, European <laughs> military. Just kidding, guys. Sort of. Just <laughs> sort of. It's funny, I was talking to somebody, a good friend of both of ours this week. Um, well, he's a good friend all the time, not just this week. But <laughs> just I was talking to a good friend this week, a good friend of both of ours. Did not have a degree in English. Um, <laughs> came into my office, shut the door, gets in a rolly chair and rolls up close to me hey you know i wouldn't we, we started talking about something and the subject came up and talking about this quantum faith and and moving things it's funny more and more people are coming out with this yeah everybody's got a different starting point different journey yeah but man it's getting exciting this as this awakening grows but he's like dude <laughs> had my wedding band sitting on the table <laughs> it's like leans in real close like I made it move <laughs> <laughs> like dude that is awesome <laughs> that is awesome it's like I did it three times drew a line like on the desk like where I could know that I was making it move said so then a couple days later had a bag sitting there a little ziploc bag or something I made it move. <laughs> He's like, I turned off everything in the room so I knew it wasn't like the air condition blowing it or something. Everything is still. And I made it move. <laughs> that is awesome. That is. Make it move, man. Say it's weird. Say whatever. But we got to understand the power that we have. Not just because... And even if I do want to just do weird stuff, well, fine. It's still the power that we have. But the goal is now I can better love people because I know I can move things. I know I can heal bodies. I know I can heal kidneys and well, even if it's everything like, else. Even if that's what they're focused on because that's what uh, I just want to try this. Mm -hmm. And they get really good at it. Mm -hmm. How do you know, oh, ye judgy out there, <laughs> that says that's stupid, that they're not going to run into some person that really needs the father. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, well, okay, yeah, if you, you know, if you, you have all this power, you can't, you can't heal me, you can't, you don't know what I've gone through, then make that pencil move on the table, and you're going to be like, sweet. <laughs> well, actually, 
Can we have a pencil? You know, because of <laughs> your silly, you think God's not going to use whatever you're passionate about, whether mm-hmm. it's something silly like making something move or levitating on rock, levitating rock, whatever. You think he's not going to be like, oh, this one's getting this, this aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I know, okay, I can send him for certain little yeah. things that that's going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's people that are super prophetic and get words of knowledge and words of wisdom and man it did just flows out of them yeah that that is something that is going to make somebody else else's faith rise in that moment of doubt or um disbelief or unbelief mm-hmm. because they're that person's going to yeah. come on and be like the father said whatever yeah and they're gonna be like how can you, you can't possibly know that about yeah me. yeah so whatever it is mm-hmm. and again yeah it's guess what it's it's weird it's supernatural Use mm-hmm. wisdom. Mm-hmm. Use discernment. Mm. Use the counsel that has been sent to us as the helper. Yeah. Talk to them. Talk to the father. Talk to your brother. Talk to your best friend. And and use wisdom. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Always. In all things. Like mm-hmm. I mean, not just when you're trying to figure stuff out. Just but, always use wisdom. Yeah, but freaking do it. Don't be afraid. I mean, that's what separates the... Do you want to be religious in the common sense of religion, not the James one twenty seven, <laughs> but are you just wanting to be religious and have a system of doctrine, or do you want to be supernatural? I mean, read the Gospels and tell me what was Jesus? Was he religious or was he supernatural? Or did he actively buck against the religious system of the time? Yeah. I mean, his healing things were blasphemy. Him healing people was blasphemy. Mm-hmm. There you go. And healing on the Sabbath was a direct thumb in the nose at the, at the religious mm-hmm. system. Like, I mean, get rid of the religion and be supernatural. That, the episode of The Chosen when uh, Nicodemus goes to talk with John the Baptist when he's imprisoned. Mm-hmm. And he starts quoting scripture and he's like, you know, you're so care- don't be so careless with Torah. And he keeps yeah. quoting it and then he just, he challenges Nicodemus. Who, who are you going to be? Yeah. Who are you going to be? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be the person that crucifies Jesus, the son, mm-hmm. the Messiah? Are you going to be the one of the people that come alongside of him? Yeah. That's what he was. He was challenging him mm-hmm. in that moment. Who are you? Wow. And Nicodemus being the truth seeker that he was. In his own right, unfolding the truths of because he was actively trying to figure things out, then went and sought Jesus. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's kind of our challenge, not our challenge, but our charge to each and every one of you who are believers and listen to this show and want to buck against or, you know, I'm not even saying we're right. I'll never say I'm oh, right no. until we got it figured out. Right. And I'll be in heaven when that happens. <laughs> so <laughs> it won't matter. Mm-hmm. But don't don't become a pharisee yeah you know, don't become yeah. the persecutor of the this mm-hmm. the the what comes out of this great awakening that we're in and that's not to say again don't, don't you know use wisdom yeah but but move but well move and and don't be afraid to have a conversation with people you don't you don't agree with yeah you know and eventually Stop when we judging when we have tons of followers and tons of comments and we'll, I'll state it now and we'll state it in the future. One, if there's somebody being, I'll talk to anybody. You want to leave a comment with a question or you disagree completely, but you want to have a yeah. respectful discourse, 
that's fine. Mm -hmm. But if you are ugly and, you know, attacking and whatever, calling us names, whatever, guess what? It's going to fall on deaf ears because I'm going to look at your, your comment, I'm going to laugh, mm -hmm. and I'm going to completely ignore it. Yeah. There's no point to give you anything. Mm -hmm. But if you disagree and you're like, I don't, I don't agree and this is why I don't agree, mm -hmm. please challenge me cool. so I can educate myself. Exactly. I've always loved that about online conversations when people would bring up good facts or good points mm -hmm. about something I was ignorant in. Yeah. And I'd be like, huh. And then I'd spend hours doing research and they were either right or they were wrong, mm -hmm. but it, 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 it took me, it, it made me, it stretched me to yeah. educate myself in something I was unfamiliar with mm -hmm. or something I thought I was familiar with, but I was wrong or yeah. maybe I wasn't and they were, but whatever. I went and researched it more so yeah. that I could come back with a more educated opinion. Yeah. You know, and, and even if you agree with us, don't take our word for it. Yeah. Get into scripture and find it. Mm -hmm. Um, get in, dig into your time with the father, create time with the father. If you don't have it and yeah. meditate again, like John Maxwell says, you know, his time of prayer is him talking to God, his time in meditations where he's quiet and he listens to God, setting a trap, setting a trap. Yeah. So that, and that man knows how to set a trap the way he, you, if you listen to his, uh, 15 invaluable laws of growth, that dude has a system. Mm. Yeah. System. And it is amazing what he does. And I need to try and mimic some of that and create yeah. some of those systems for myself. Uh, when you were talking yeah. about, uh, you know, listen to the father and write it down, journal it, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I am absolutely terrible at journaling things. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I got these mics. I'll just plug it into my phone, do an audio yeah. log and be like, captain's log. Start eight. <laughs> Start eight. <laughs> Sometime in the future. <clears throat> but, you know, and, and then just do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And that's part of having that attitude of constant growth. Mm. It's uncomfortable to stay there. We always want this solution. You know, it's kind of like in music. Uh, and my son will appreciate this because he talks about it. In music, you're creating that tension and then you relieve it. Create tension and relieve it. We want that relief, but always maintain that openness and that's something i've been learning last year especially but a couple years at least of i don't want just nuggets to confirm what i'm thinking or to vaguely adjust my doctrine you know as we've said before all of my doctrine is on the table and it, it's like but if we maintain this constant state of growth it is a little uncomfortable you know and especially like in this environment okay we say something we put it out to the world <laughs> and then somebody comes along and, and makes a comment or contacts us somehow and says yeah but how about this it's like hmm i haven't thought of that angle yeah i don't mind coming on the next episode and say okay i've got an adjustment to this hey thanks jimmy <laughs> you know <laughs> From South Dakota, we really appreciate that comment because you made us think. Mm -hmm. And now I've grown, mm -hmm. and that's the goal. Keep moving or along my path up the mountain. And that's just a constant, a constant growth. Well, and if you're growing, you're going to be wrong. Yeah. That's probably the thing we have to get used to the most. Being comfortable with being wrong. Well, and I mean, this is the exact opposite, what we're doing right now, of anything I ever thought I'd do. 
because for my entire life as a Christian, I kept my mouth shut for fear of sounding stupid mm-hmm. or for fear of being wrong. <laughs> now we're putting it out to the world. Yeah, as we're getting it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, yeah. and guess what? That's okay. Mm-hmm. If I'm wrong right now and, I, and, and, and you know I'm wrong and you prove me wrong, praise God, you've just helped me mm-hmm. as a brother or sister in Christ. You've come alongside us and helped us point, point us in the right direction. Yep. I have no problem with that. Not one. And honestly, putting this out on the internet like we're doing right now is the best way to reach a multitude of people who will be able to point us in the right directions. Mm-hmm. And so, and I mean, really, that's like the ultimate goal of this is to find the interesting people to talk to around the world and then having the, the ability to then go and visit them, have them on the show and have a great conversation about what the, what maybe if they're one of the ones that are like, Hey man, you're completely off base and this is why mm-hmm. let's take a look. Where are you at? Oh, we could, we can drive there in a day. Yeah. You want to meet up and we'll film. Yeah. Let's, let's sit and talk about this so everyone can benefit and we can all grow together. Cause again, another John Maxwell thing. What, what's your, where's your passion at? If we find somebody whose passion is, um, biblical scholarly, mm-hmm. that's a word. Sure. It is now <clears throat> coined. UTFI 2022, <laughs> uh, <laughs> trademarked, <laughs> but it, then tell us. Yeah. And, and, you know, someday this is going to be a big, um, venue for people to be able to, to communicate on. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point of it. Yeah. It's not cause yeah. we got it. It's right. cause we're, we're searching for it. And if you got it, share it mm-hmm. and then we'll share it. Find some people around and start knocking this stuff around till we get it. Till we can really grow. I mean, 40 years of following, orbiting around the sun, Mm -hmm. 40 years of following the Father, it feels like there's been accelerated times, but nothing like the present. Yeah. And I have been in church constantly, full-time ministry for years, a lot of different things. I have not had a time that I haven't been seeking to greater understanding of the father. But this time is just accelerated. And I think two main reasons, taking the religious limits off, strapping C4 to the walls of my religion and blowing it up and having this where we can bounce things off. We can correct each other. We can add some stuff. We're figuring it out, dropping the judgment of religion and saying, nope, this person has some truth. This person has some truth. I'm going to pull it all together and, and, and get closer to the father. Yep. And I think with that, that's a good ending note. That is a good note. Drop the judgment of religion, seek truth, Find someone who you can be intimate with, not sexually, but intimate. Have an <laughs> intimate relationship where you can be fully and completely honest with them about everything you believe or you're going mm-hmm. through. Love one another. And then slowly but surely, find others and bring them in. Mm-hmm. Seek them out. Go and make disciples. Even yeah. if it's just one. That's, That's all. We got us and our and our spouses mm-hmm. and a couple other friends here and there. Yeah, it's a very small group right now. More and more, 
and one of them that's moving stuff on the desk. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. So with that, get out, find some people you can be vulnerable with and make good connection with. Yeah. And start doing it. Mm-hmm. Make intentional time for your growth with the Father. This is a time of awakening. Don't burn it. Mm-mm. No, dig into it. Embrace it. Get used to being uncomfortable. Mm. Very used to it. Oh, yeah. That is a great shot. Yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Come on.